It's time for Real Talk with Brian and Dan, the weekly talk radio show dedicated to discussing important real estate topics, plus insight into the local community. With a combined experience of over 50 years as local real estate brokers from the Eastside Real Estate Team at Keller Williams Realty Bellevue. Here's your hosts, Brian Levitt and Dan Edwards. Well, good afternoon and welcome to Real Talk with Brian and Dan on 1150 KKNW. It is Wednesday, October 2nd, 2019, and happy start to the holiday season, everybody out there. Brian, happy holiday season. Holiday, right? I think if you go into... Costco now, you can get Christmas trees if you're ready for <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, you can. I mean, this is Isn't the official crazy? kickoff oh, to the yeah. holidays. That's funny. Very crazy. Well, um, just so you know, we're glad you joined us today. And if you'd like to listen to any of our past episodes, you can find those podcasts anywhere podcasts are found. Additionally, we have videos of each broadcast available on our blog on the eastsiderealestateteam.com and our Facebook page and YouTube channel. So we've got another great show today. I'm excited to talk uh, real estate and we have some great guests Today we've got Pamela Beer uh, with uh, oh, Pamela Beer of Pamela K Beer Art, and Wes Graham with Waffers Mortgage uh, Loan Corporation. And we're also going to do a new segment today called Stump the Broker. So if you have a real estate question and you think you could stump the broker or brokers, you can call us at four two five three seven three five five two seven. That's four two five three seven three five five two seven. Uh, but of course, before we get uh, to our guests, it's time for some real talk. Today, we're going to discuss whether it's a better idea for a potential seller to fix up your house before you sell it or go straight to the market as is, allowing the buyer to do any necessary repairs or desired remodels. If you're one of the many homeowners in this camp, here are a few tips to help you decide which way to go. Yeah, so the first step is to determine the right decision based on the current market. Of course, a real estate professional can help you understand what the current market in your location is doing. Um, if you're in a seller's market, it maybe not have to do as much. If you're in a buyer's market, you're probably going to want to do as much as you can. And it can really change based on the price of the home, uh, the value of the home, and the things that need to be done to the home. So, Brian, where do you stand on this? My stand is uh, pretty much... It's an exception to the rule to not do the fix-up, and it's really ah. an economic decision. You make more money, right? You know, and you sell faster. And so, one of the questions so you're asked, saying the exception to the rule is to mm-hmm. not fix it up, for right? Sale. Right. Okay. I was asked my sellers, "Do you want more money?" And what uh, do you think they say? They say yes. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And then I walk them through the steps to make that happen. You know, the objective I have is to get you know the the best price we can in a reasonable period of time with no entanglements. So okay. top dollar, reasonable time, no entanglements. So So, where do you start on that? Next step uh, is we have a whole house inspection. Right now, the average length of time a family stays in a home is between 9 and 10 years. It's a little longer than the historical average. So if you've been living in the home for a while, it might be time to make some significant improvements. Think electrical system, um, HVAC, which is heating, air conditioning, um, roofs, siding, crawl space. The three things that people ignore are roofs, heating, and crawl space. And attics. Um, I mean, that's rough, right? Yeah, yeah. When was the last time you went in your crawl space, Brian? Uh, About three weeks ago. (laughs) You did? Yeah. Okay. I know know how this works. (laughs) The rodents were here before we were. Yeah. And so it's my house, dude. It's not yours and me, (laughs) not yours. No, I'll tell you, I'll be honest. I've been in my crawl space two times. I've lived in my house 19 years. Yeah. Not interested in going in there. Don't want to know what's in there. Want to make sure that it's safe. Um, And most recently, we just had it all insulated, done, cleaned. But 
you can imagine if you're going to buy your home for your first time and you're buying a home that's worth seven, eight hundred thousand dollars, that you may want to make sure that that's cleaned out. Right. And see, here's here's part of it in terms of of putting a home on the market. Any repairs, you know, that's not improvements. We're we're talking about bringing the home to standard versus below standard. It's like trying to sell a car with bald tires. So, you know, I always have the crawl space inspected for sure to look for rodents and water. Water. And if either one are there, we get them eliminated and get it cleaned out. So is every home that has water in the crawl space, is that a bad thing for every home? Well, it's it leads to what's called a conducive condition. It it'll uh, make it uh, easier for things like dry rot, wood destroying organisms. So you want it out of there. Mold, uh, mold, mold. That's that's a scary word these days. Yeah. So um, one of the things that I know from experience too is I might know that I can have a whole crawl space renovated for twenty five hundred bucks. If the if you leave it to the buyer, they're going to ask for a ten thousand dollar credit because yeah. they're it's their job to be paranoid. Yeah, I would say when you consider um, the costs associated with any of these, well, I think, Brian, you, d- you define it as deferred maintenance right. versus um, improvements. Right. Uh, deferred maintenance is the carpet is now at its 10-year life cycle, right? right. Or um, the windows, the seals have blown, right? Those aren't things that would be upgrades. They're just making the home kind of Bring standard. Bring it to standard, right. Yeah. Because if it's below standard, you're not going to get top dollar. And Every single buyer agent representing a buyer is going to overinflate the cost. Right. So your buyer comes in putting in an offer on an as-is home, and they're starting to, they always round up. <laughs> Big time. Always. Yeah. So one of the things that I do, and, uh, you know, um, well, we, we do, is uh, if I've got a seller that uh, is apprehensive about doing the, the uh, deferred maintenance, correcting that, or even improvements, I'll do two market analysis. I'll do an as is and I'll do a, do a before and after. Okay. And usually people look at that and the lights click on. And it's like, let's get it done. Especially considering I do all the heavy lifting. I'm the one that goes out and gets the the uh, bids for them. The, right. the seller is the decision maker. But I help facilitate everything that needs to be done to pave the way for making. Well, and you're seeing an emerging trend out there that real estate companies are offering a service uh, a concierge service, right, right, right. which basically um, allows you to go in and make some of these either deferred maintenance or upgrades uh, on on a note. So, but borrowing right. money basically or borrowing against your equity that gets paid out of escrow, right, right. So that's kind of a cool way to you know to to be folks that may have a lower amount of cash flow, but a high amount of equity in their home. Right. So folks out there like in that position may want to consider something like that. And our team does that. We'll sit down and we'll review the situation and put you in a position. Now, when should somebody choose to do an actual upgrade, something that maybe is above and beyond? When When, would you ever advise that? We never trade dollars. I don't want to spend a dollar, get a dollar. I want to spend a dollar, get ten dollars. So if we do, you know, like a a twenty five hundred dollar kitchen enhancement, you know, counters or refinishing cabinets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking for a you one know, to one a twenty thousand dollar bump on the price on the oh, house. Okay, you know, which is one way more than one to one. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's it's a an investment. We're looking to make money on this. Right. So, so yeah. if there's a very specific improvement that you like aesthetically, I always tell somebody plan that five years before you sell. Right. Right. Because then you're going to enjoy it. You'll get the value out of it, and uh, and then you'll see a return on it. Five years from now, right? But, but sometimes right. those short-term ones, and you got to be careful out. who you're doing it for. If it's if it's something that's so polarizing that buyers aren't going to like it, so that's one of the things we'll do is we're happy to engage with you and walk you through what would be 
um, smart improvements to make it, when, if you are thinking of it playing into the sale of your home. So anyway, Dan, any other comments on that? No, but uh, that that's about it. That concludes our time for Real Talk. And after our break, the first guest is going to be uh, Wes with um, First, what is it? Washington Federal. Thank you. Washington First. Washington First. Yes. We'll, we'll get it right, More Wes. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry Wes. So join us after the break. <laughs> Did you know when you pay rent, you're actually paying someone else's mortgage? Are you tired of missing out on owning your own home? Fact, homeowners on average have 40 times the financial net worth of renters. The Eastside Real Estate Team has been helping many first-time homebuyers find and buy their first home. They specialize in customer service and put you first. They listen first to what you're looking for and then they take the time to make sure their clients understand every aspect of the home buying process. If owning a home has been your dream, the Eastside Real Estate Team can help you. For a free, no-hassle consultation, call 425-200-4093 or find them online at the Eastside Real Estate Team.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. Have you received an IRS notice assessing more taxes and penalties? Our firm resolves IRS notice issues. We will work with you and the IRS to resolve in a timely manner, avoiding further penalties and interest and or bringing the matter to a close without penalties and interest. We have 360 degrees experience in this area, having been a CPA for over 25 years. Email us now at mike at marketcpa.com or call 425-445-2546. Our website is www.marketcpa.com. Do your walls have the doldrums? Why not fix that with some beautiful original artwork? Give your friends and family something to talk about, ponder, and enjoy. Lavish some beauty on them and yourself. You deserve it. Pamela Beer has helped countless clients find the inspirational piece to evoke just the right memory or feeling to their space. Art consultant Kathy says, Pam's artwork is uplifting, colorful, and highly imaginative, always providing enjoyment and hope to patients and staff in our many hospitals and clinics. Her sense of joy and her commitment to her sense of color and design just add extra enjoyment to everything she does. Thank you, Pam, for all the healing that your artwork gives to the world. To learn more, follow or message Pamela on Instagram at Pamela underscore K underscore beer or Facebook at Pamela K Beer Art. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. Welcome back to Real Talk with Brian and Dan on 1150 KKNW. I'm Brian. And I'm Dan. <laughs> Our first guest today is Pamela of Pamela K. Beer Art. Pamela is a contemporary mixed media artist. Her paintings are vivid, colorful, spacious, and often abstract, yet rooted in the simultaneous experience of her Southern heritage and her current life. She makes use of strong lights and darks with distinct forms that imply fond strength and joy. Her work is complex, layered, and evokes a sense of love for the beautiful weather in relationships, grace, humans, and nature. Her work begins with 
<laughs> okay, Pam, you sent me. Asmic? Asemic. Asemic. Okay, I learned a new one. Asemic uh, writing form marks colors and employs both transparencies and opacities that ebb and flow into the canvas, allowing the viewer to connect with the abstraction of the work, yet finding something familiar. Her paintings are featured in and around Puget Sound. She's a member of the Washington Women Painters, recently selected as a finalist in Cincinnati's Premier Art Comes Alive 2019, shows with the Lynn Hansen Gallery in Seattle, provides work for local hospitals, and presented work at the Seattle Art Fair. She pops up in other galleries in the Northwest. She also blogs and teaches art workshops. And also, I was so blessed to have her utilize my office space for her art. We loved having original art versus just stuff on the walls. That was really fun, Pam. Thank you. It was great to be able to do that. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks so, for having me. So, Pam, uh, we, we uh, spoke about this in the green room beforehand. <laughs> we were kind of talking about hobbies and interests, and you have been able to turn your hobby into your passion, which yes. is what we're talking about now. Yes. So when you're not passionately painting or doing that, what do you do for fun? Thinking about painting. Thinking about <laughs> painting. <laughs> well, um, I have a I have a Havanese, and uh, people who follow me on Facebook see me post a lot of my, my little puppy. She keeps me alive. I like to putter around in my garden when it's not raining outside mm-hmm. in the great north wet and uh, go for motorcycle rides with my husband when he's oh, nice. got his... Harley out. You do have hobbies and interests. I do have hobbies and interests, but painting is kind of my thing. Nice. So uh, are you more of a vegetable and fruit (laughs) gardener or a flower gardener? I thought you'd ask about painting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I like like greenery and flowers and just, just making the yard look nice so that I have something to enjoy. A nice... Sanctuary space. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So share a memory of the home you grew up in. Um, Let's see. I will talk about my grandmother's house because she was an avid gardener, very green thumb. Hmm. And uh, she had African violets absolutely everywhere. Oh, fun. And uh, and that was kind of neat. Um, It was a very old house. I remember a lot of... um, Autumn color was her thing. And so now I've started to gravitate towards those colors, which is kind of interesting. That's but, awesome. Uh, so yeah. autumn colors would be oranges, browns, mm-hmm. uh, brown, yellow. burgundy. Yellow's my favorite color. <coughs> yellow? Yeah. Wow, that would have been a good question. What's your favorite color? <laughs> right, for our artists. Yellow is your Yellow's favorite. Yellow's my favorite color. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't hang well for very long for most people. Uh, most people like blue. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of people like reds greens but i think blue is probably the number one i think there'd be a lot to do with the lighting that's available too i think so that's first thing with yellow is that could be a hard one in terms of it can be interior lighting yeah it can be although not the way i do it but you know we can talk about that (laughs) (laughs) so how long have you been an artist i have been painting for over 35 years i didn't start doing this um, professionally until 2013 and uh and then I started doing it every single day. <laughs> <laughs> How do you come up with your inspiration? Uh, it finds me. I, um, I think inspiration's an interesting thing. People sort of expect that we get some great aha moments, but it comes in drips and dribbles. It's like you start on something and you come away sort of stuck or frustrated or you get to that point where it's like, well, I don't really know what to do, but you just keep showing up. 
every day. You just show up. And sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night and something just hits you like, you know, out of nowhere. Sometimes you just see it in someone's face or you talk with someone and they remind you of something. Mm. And then you, you go back to your studio and just keep working, just show up every single day. That's the key point. Yeah, I've, I've heard writers say that, you know, yeah. show up, write <clears throat> every day. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, if you wait for inspiration to hit you before you pick up a tool to start working, um, you'll wait a long time. So um, what do you love most about the work you do? Well, it's, um, it, it's, it's peaceful, uh, fulfilling. There's something lyrical and magical about creating something visual. For me, I'm a mm-hmm. very visual person. I love a lot of color. The, and, and just being able to do it and enjoy my own company and be in my own headspace is fun and uh, de-stressing. So that, that's probably the, the one thing for me personally that I love to do. And I think the other thing about this whole journey that I've gotten out of it that I never thought that I would really get out of it is the connection with other people, the hmm. relationships mm-hmm. that I've made, mm-hmm. uh, the friendships that I've made from working with clients or being able to do this work for someone, getting to know people. Because I can't paint for someone unless I really understand who they are and what they love. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it, just, it just tickles me when someone sees something that I've made mm-hmm. and they love mm-hmm. it, then I just get all giddy because that's cool. So let's talk in the form of houses and art, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people, um, it's maybe the last thing they do when they finally move into a home is they kind of select their furniture, they kind of get things situated, you know, they get their TV up, they get all, you know, their dresser where it needs to go. And then it's like, okay, now I'd like to, you know, adorn above this mantle or I'd like to, uh, this wall needs something. Um, can they come to you and get, get something commissioned? Absolutely, yes. I am happy to do commissions. I can't do a ton because they take time, but I do a few commissions a year. And, uh, and I work with people uh, to understand specifically what they are interested in. I like to get to know someone. For example, I'll ask them questions like, uh, uh, send me some pictures or show me the kind of art that you gravitate to, that you love, the things that you enjoy the most. What are the colors that you feel comfortable around? Show me a, a picture of your space. What do you like to do? Just mm-hmm. getting to know people because um, ultimately, <clears throat> if I create something for someone, they need to really be inspired by it or really love it. Otherwise, I haven't done my job right. the way that I want to do it. Right, and that's so essentially they can end up with something very unique tailored for their, their space. Um, but also, too, they could look at your current available they can. There are quite a few pieces that are currently available, and and everything I do has some meaning behind it or some story behind it. And it's okay if it matches your couch. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and I'm saying that because, you know, I have a lot of artist friends, and and uh, we get a little weird when people just want to match their couch because, you know, <laughs> right. it's, it's right. art after right. all. Yeah. Right. But, um, but it's okay if it um, enhances the environment in, in which you place it. So one of the things that comes to my mind is you have a, a very unique style. I very much like your style. Thank you, But Brian. in a commission, do they ever want you to really deviate from that, go to directions that you wouldn't typically go? And, and I, in my past, I have, I have done a little bit of that, but I don't really do that anymore. Mm-hmm. If I 
feel like it's deviating from my style. Like if they want me to paint something, you know, like Gauguin. Or do something. a landscape or something. Do it, you know, yeah. or something that someone else has done. Um, I know a ton of artists. I'll help you find someone who oh, can do good. it for you. Yeah. I I want to do what what I'm good at. Mm-hmm. And I think that the next artist needs to do what they're good at. That's what mm-hmm. makes it so unique. It's a very, very personal, handmade craft. And it shouldn't be laborious for the artist to make. It should be a joy. Mm-hmm. Because that certainly shows through in everything that an artist does. So your art is featured in my home. We really love that hey. you know, every day. I know. I'm so yeah. thrilled. <laughs> so... Uh, um, what if a person doesn't know a first thing about buying original art? What do they do? How do they learn? Look at a lot of art. Yeah. I mean, just go to places and look at a lot of art. There's um, Seattle has an art walk first Thursday, Pioneer Square. I mm-hmm. happen to be in a gallery um, down in Pioneer Square area on Washington, uh, the Lynn Hansen Gallery. So I'll plug that again later, too. Oh, Thanks, good. guys. <laughs> but, um, but Art Walk Thursday is great. A lot of people can go downtown. You can get free parking hmm. on Art Walk Thursday in a few of the garages there. And uh, troll the area. Go look at a lot of art. Just look at art. Um, go visit an artist's studio. Or call me. You are welcome to come visit my studio. Okay. I promise not to get paint on you. <laughs> uh, I'll actually give you little booties to put on your feet so you don't track anything out. Hmm. Um but that's the and, – and talk to artists. Ask questions. Um, curiosity is the best way to research. And b- for heaven's sakes, buy something that speaks to you that you love. Don't buy it because your friends think it's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, don't buy it because it's what you've always bought. Yeah. And you can't go wrong if you buy what you love, <clears throat> no matter what the style is, because it'll all go. Unless it's not what my wife loves. Well, <laughs> well yeah, mom's not happy. Nobody's happy. Yeah. That's right. Well, you know, I, t- I got to tell you, Dan, buying or making art when you have a husband and wife combination mm-hmm. is a pretty, pretty interesting and precarious place to be. But I could imagine. I got that. I can handle that. <laughs> well, and but, I, uh, I, I would defer to her. And I think um, because she, she's seen way more than I have. Mm-hmm. And she has a vision of what she want, would want things to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll just appreciate it. That's well, how we. That's how you're we a good husband. <laughs> he's, a, he's a keeper. I think you're a keeper. <laughs> hey, you hear that, Lisa? All right, yeah. I'm a keeper. So, how does a person know they're getting good quality, enduring art? Well, you look at the art. Um, and I think light is um, a, a a great. Um, uh, it's a teller of how well something is made when it's under the proper lighting. You can see. You should be able to see some depth in it. You should be able to. Um, See that the colors are not harsh, but yet blend together. The edges and the sides of the piece, the way it's framed and presented, should be clean and elegantly made. So, Pamela, I've got a couple of your pieces here in front of me. And um, one of them is kind of a soft with blue edges and kind of gray and green in the middle. And then another one has more linear lines on it. Mm-hmm. So why why the tell me about the difference between those two kind of I'm I'm describing it on the radio it's it's hard <laughs> to see but it's, it's hard radio to see. yeah well um the one that you're the one that's um got the 
burgundy in it with the white and kind of more linear. Yes. That is from a series. I remember that series. That's from a series about um, the capstone, about cornerstones and capstones, uh, reference points for our lives. Hmm. Um, There's a whole history around that. There's history in the church. There's history in in England Hmm. um, about that. And we use capstones in architecture. Mm-hmm. So that was that particular series. And in that whole series, there are sort of that feel of raw stone or capstones or, you know, edges to things. And then the other piece that you're showing is called the Blue Mist. And that's more of, the, of a grouping of paintings that is kind of more about a dream state. It's more about a mm-hmm. place of just existing in the space between um, a very peaceful, relaxing, Yet there's, um, in that particular piece, there's a lot of scumbling and scratching, that asemic oh, yeah. writing, that um, hmm. s- that word that, that stumped Brian earlier. Yeah, yeah. Asemic means asemic. non, it's nonsensical writing, but hmm. it's like a, if you know artists, it's like a Cy Twombly kind of started that, you know, with a lot of scribbling and everything. Hmm. But it um, it's just my natural hand. It's very personal, and it doesn't have to mean anything in particular. But Yeah, it's like my art would definitely that. be asemic. Definitely. <laughs> I, was gonna, I would pick that mode. <laughs> we need to talk. <laughs> All right. So what mediums and tools are you working with? Well, I, I, um, I'll give you a little tiny bit of background if we have a minute or two. But we do. We do. I, um, I started in watercolor, which is the most challenging medium to begin in because it's very unforgiving. And that was actually how I learned <clears throat> to paint was watercolor years and years ago. And, um, and, and I can, you know, I can kind of tell you how I got started if we have time for that, too. Sure. But um, we, we do? We do. A little bit, A yeah. little bit of time. I'll tell you a little story. So when my daughter was about two and I worked at night and my husband worked during the day and he traveled a lot. And he went out of town and was gone for a couple of weeks and I'd get bored looking for things to do. What do you do with a two-year-old? And uh, so, you know, mm-hmm. you play with your two-year-old and you color and you draw and all that. And then finally they wear out and they take a nap. And then you're like, oh, oh, great. Now what do I do? do? Yay. (laughs) So my mom had come to visit and she'd left a box of craft paint because she was quite the crafter. My neighbor had given me a box of paints and brushes. And I thought, oh, what am I going to do with this? Let's see what I can do. And I found a magazine in the box. It was a Gauguin painting in the magazine. So I copied it. And uh, my husband came home and he saw that and he goes, we're going to the art store. And I said, but honey, we're poor. We just (laughs) bought this house. We got no money. We're eating beans and weenies, right? (laughs) We're feeding a new baby. So how do we do this? He goes, I don't care. We're going to the art store. So we go to the art store and the lady in the art store says, well, okay, well, let me get you started over here with this oil paint and this brush and all this. And I go, ma'am, I am broke. (laughs) I cannot (laughs) afford to do this. She said, well, watercolor paper isn't that expensive. This was, mind you, 35 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and watercolor paints are relatively affordable. So why don't you start with watercolor? So that's what mm-hmm. I started with. <clears throat> Little did I know that was the most challenging and most unforgiving medium. <laughs> oh, <geez>. However, <laughs> it was great training. Yeah. So I did tons and tons of watercolors for about 10, 15 years. And then I switched to acrylic. And then, la- and you know, always working with brushes or dripping, pouring paint, different ways of getting it onto the canvas. And then a few years ago, I started painting on wood panel. 
And then uh, last year, I took a class in oil and cold wax, combining mm. the two, which mm. is somewhat different for a different effect. And it makes the paint a little bit translucent, so the layers get very beautiful, and you get a mm. lot of optical color changes. And I started working with that. And I don't use a brush at all. I actually use brayers, uh, which is um, like a little roll spongy. Uh, it's not spongy, but it's like a soft roller. Uh, in different sizes to put the paint on. And then I use these squeegee tools. They're kind of like, you know, silicone bowl scrapers like you use in the kitchen. Uh, interesting. And I use a lot of, um, you know, a medium to get it to drip and do different things to get a different effects. And it's very experimental. But what I love about it is um, it allows me to do lots and lots of layers. I have an idea of where I'm going, but I don't know exactly where I'll end up. So it's always a surprise to me as well, which makes it terrifically fun. Right. So, so I hope that wasn't too No, that's good. <laughs> so wood panels. So Steve. Uh, My husband yeah, makes the panels. Nice. Yes. And he's enthusiastic about that. He is wonderful. <laughs> he loves it. I mean, I, I mean, I could go buy them. And I told him when yeah. we first started, honey, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go buy these panels. He goes, no, I, I really want to make them. So he makes them, and they're better than what we can they're get at gorgeous. the store. They're gorgeous, yeah. He does a beautiful job, and then we just finish the nice wood edges with, you know, a little bit of wax or a little bit of furniture polish, and they look very nice. Yeah. yeah. So where can people see your work? Well, uh, um, they can see my work in a number of places. Thursday night is Art Walk Thursday, Pioneer Square, Pioneer Lynn Square. Hansen Gallery. I've got two gorgeous large pieces. One of them is the uh, sample there. Of the blue one, okay, and the other one is um, this hot <clears throat> magenta, which is gorgeous, and uh, and I'm also in a couple of other places. Actually, if you go to my website at pamelakbeer.com, there's an events tab on there, and all my events are listed for where I'm showing. So I've worked in Camino, I have peace in uh, Tacoma, and uh, women painters of Washington. I have some birds. Because I also do little birds for the holidays. So how else can people get in contact? You get the website? Uh, Instagram. Okay. They can uh, direct message me through my Instagram account. Um, they can also follow me on Facebook. And Excellent. my website has a, they can connect with me through my mm -hmm. website. Send and we'll be email. featuring uh, on this segment, when we send that to you, we'll be featuring your art on there. Cool. So the visual will be there for our listeners if you want to. Wonderful. Take a look at that, and uh, um, that'll be available. So, Pam, thank you so much for joining us today. Wonderful. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, wait. No, that's it. Um, so after the break, we're going to have our mortgage moment. Oh, okay. Yeah, that Good. was a little change. We're going to have Wes Graham, who's a loan consultant with Washington First Mortgage, right after this break. Thanks for coming on, Pam. Thank you. Thanks, Pam. Not sure if now is the right time to sell? Worried you missed the market? The Eastside Real Estate Team specializes in helping homeowners maximize their equity when selling. With our proven premier listing service, our clients have sold their homes for more money in less time than the competition. We know you have many choices when working with a real estate agent, but with the Eastside Real Estate Team, you get a team of highly qualified, experienced agents. From staging to deciding if your property is market ready for top dollar. If you're considering selling, call the Eastside Real Estate Team at 425 425- 
200-4093. Or check out our website at theeastsiderealestateteam.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. Eastside Auto Works has served clients on the east side since 1972. They're one of the oldest full-service facilities around. Check us out at eastsideautoworks.com or call 425-746-0162. European and Japanese vehicles are their specialty, and they love working on Volkswagens, Audis, Subarus, and Mazdas. Bring your super fun Mini Cooper or Fiat, and they'll get it fixed right up. So when it's time to do service work on the mom van or family SUV from Honda and Toyota, Think of Eastside Auto Works for all of your automotive needs. Getting in for service at Eastside Auto Works is easy. They'll get you into a loaner car, ride, or maybe Uber. Their AAA-approved facility is very conveniently located in North Bellevue. Visit them on Facebook at Eastside Auto Works Auto Repair. Their slogan says it all. Passion for people, passion for cars. Do your walls have the doldrums? Why not fix that with some beautiful original artwork? Give your friends and family something to talk about ponder and enjoy lavish some beauty on them and yourself you deserve it pamela beer has helped countless clients find the inspirational piece to evoke just the right memory or feeling to their space art consultant kathy says pam's artwork is uplifting colorful and highly imaginative always providing enjoyment and hope to patients and staff in our many hospitals and clinics Her sense of joy and her commitment to her sense of color and design just add extra enjoyment to everything she does. Thank you, Pam, for all the healing that your artwork gives to the world. To learn more, follow or message Pamela on Instagram at Pamela underscore K underscore beer or Facebook at Pamela K Beer Art. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to the show. You're listening to Real Talk with Brian and Dan. I'm Brian. And I'm Dan, and it's now time for our Mortgage Moment segment. During the segment, we get a quick update on the lending side of the home buying process. And today, as I said, we're talking with Wes Graham, a loan consultant with Washington First Mortgage uh, Loan Corp. Welcome to the show, Wes. Thanks, guys. So, Wes, tell us, are you seeing a slowdown in loan applications? You know, I'll say this. As far as purchase applications, Definitely a little bit of a slowdown here over the last couple of weeks. Um, from, you know, I typically, Brian, as you know, I have anywhere from 18 to 20 people approved and ready to go for their new home. And right now I'd say I'm in the, right in the seven to eight approved. So that's definitely a slowdown on my side of the fence as far as the purchase market is concerned. Um, obviously, we are starting to see more and more listings that are out there. So I do feel like, uh, you know, buyers do have a, are starting to gain a little bit more control when it comes to purchasing their home, which is definitely a good thing. Um, as far as refinance applications, still just with rates so low, the, the, the refinance applications are really coming through at a really steady pace that is really clogging up our underwriting turn times. So that's mm-hmm. what's keeping you guys busy is the, the uh, those folks that bought a house maybe a year and a half two years ago, refinancing to a lower rate, yeah? Correct, absolutely, especially in the last year and a half, right? Because since we've seen the jump down in rates here over the last three, four months, you know, again, a year ago, when I bought my house a year ago, I locked in at 4.875. Uh-huh. So I'm personally going through my refinance right now, you know, at 3.75%. So it's literally saving me about $480 a month, which is fantastic. Wife loves it. 
Yeah. And, uh, you Think know, of what you can do with have, that 400 bucks, right? Weeks. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good, good amount of cash for sure. A couple rounds yeah. of golf, right? A couple rounds of golf. <laughs> it depends on where you're golfing, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, so let's take a little bit of a switch here. Um, so now buyers are getting out there, and they're thinking, I, I want to get in on this. You know, the opportunities are better for me. I, I'm done with the feeding frenzy, but I'm a first-time home buyer, and maybe I've got some dings on my credit. What are some of the down payment requires for somebody with just mediocre, not not bad, but mediocre credit? And I guess if yeah, you so, when it. I look at let's let's uh, first take a look at what mediocre mediocre credit is. Right. So, in on the lending side, mediocre credit is anywhere from five eighty up to six sixty, right? And then, mm. and, and usually, when I find someone that has a credit score in that range, we immediately default to the FHA side of the fence. So it's it's kind of crazy. Dan and Brian, right now, FHA is priced so well compared to conventional financing that even people with excellent credit are winding up doing FHA loans if they have less than that 5% for down payment. Hmm. Remember, on the conventional side of the fence, the 5% down minimum requirement on FHA, 3.5% down. So the, the people that actually are having the worst credit right now they're actually getting a better Those interest rates. rate on the FHA side of the fence. So why is that? Why is FHA that much better? You know, with FHA, you know, they're, when looking at just the file flow from FHA, you know, a lot of people have stayed away from FHA over the recent years because the FHA mortgage insurance monthly is very expensive. So for you people that want to know what FHA mortgage insurance is, anytime you put less than 20% down, you're required to pay the bank a monthly payment for mm-hmm. mortgage insurance. That's just in case you go into default. And so what happens with FHA is in order for them to, you know, enhance their pipeline and having, you know, mortgage brokers like myself give them FHA transactions, they've really made it appealing to really lower that interest rate because they know they're going to wind up paying a little bit more monthly mortgage insurance. So they offset that with a lower interest rate. Oh, interesting. That's a great explanation. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned that right now your pipeline's pretty full with the refis. How long is it taking to close most purchase transactions? So right now, you know, I mean, if, I, if, my, if my arm's held behind my back, you know, I can close in 15 days on a purchase transaction. I'd say the average right now is right around 25 days. Uh, especially when we're starting to get into, you know, Thanksgiving guys, right? right? Where a lot of us start to take a little bit of time off. A lot of escrow agents also start to take a lot of time off. And when you're missing some of those pieces of the puzzle, when it comes to, you know, lending, escrow, agent side of the fence, things tend to take a little bit longer due to the holiday structure. So how often, I'm just thinking of timelines. I know when I get appraisal waivers, we're able to shorten timelines. How often are you seeing appraisal waivers? say, you know, I'd say one out of every three transactions right now. And what I'm seeing sweet spot wise, and this is meaning appraisal waiver, meaning no appraisal required, which is great for all of us, because uh, it does wind up saving you 600 to $800 just in cost by that getting waived. I'd say one out of three, Brian. And again, the, the sweet spot for that is, you know, 720 plus credit score mm. with 20% down is typically most of the time going to get a waiver. Interesting. So uh, last question for you, then we'll let you go, is what are the rules when it comes to gifting uh, down payment from a third party? 
Right. And so this is the misnomer with first time home buyers, right? And so, you know, let's say you're uh, you're out there, you know, working day to day and you really have a couple thousand dollars in the bank. So you really don't have any down payment saved up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to FHA and conventional lending, is you can actually get a gift from your parents, uh, a close friend, uh, a relative um, of any sort, or like the church, right? And so there's a many different ways for you to acquire your down payment. Uh, when we talk about gift, it has to truly be a gift, though. It cannot be something that you're paying back that is illegal. And so if you're going to get a gift for your down payment, um, again, it has to come from typically – a relative, a close friend, and or an organization like your local church. So just to be clear, my understanding, please correct me if I'm wrong, is that the key to the payback is it can't be conditioned on that. There's nothing that would require or prohibit someone from paying it back if they choose to do so, but it's not a requirement of the gift. Am I am I right on that? So, so what happens is it gets a little gray there, right, Brian? And that's, a, that's an awesome question. You can actually get someone to give you a loan for your down payment, but that would have to be factored into your debt ratio. Right. right. And so that would have to be approved by the lender. Right. And that, uh, again, that, that money that did derive from another, like some, let's say someone went out and took out a loan for, to give you to have your down payment that would have to be approved by a lender on a case by case basis we would have to see the note and agreement associated with that loan that they're giving you, and that would have to be approved by my underwriter. Got it. Got it. So, Wes, uh, we've got to wrap up our segment here. Please tell our listeners how they can reach you. So I can be reached um, down in Kirkland, down on the waterfront on the boulevard. This is my 20th year in the, in the industry. Um, I can be reached directly at 425 268 or you can reach me directly via email at westg at wfmpg.com. Wes, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Wes. All right, guys. Have a good day. After the break, we have a new segment called Stump the Broker, where we'll answer your questions. If you have a question, please give us a call now at 425-373-5527. We'll be right back. Did you know when you pay rent, you're actually paying someone else's mortgage? Are you tired of missing out on owning your own home? Fact, homeowners on average have 40 times the financial net worth of renters. The Eastside Real Estate Team has been helping many first-time homebuyers find and buy their first home. They specialize in customer service and put you first. They listen first to what you're looking for and then they take the time to make sure their clients understand every aspect of the home buying process. If owning a home has been your dream, the Eastside Real Estate Team can help you. For a free, no-hassle consultation, call 425-200-4093 or find them online at theeastsiderealestateteam.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. 
Do you hate hiring? Of course you do. You spend hours poring over poorly written resumes, scheduling interviews for individuals who don't show up. And when you do hire, they often don't work out. It is a soul-draining experience that costs a fortune in energy, time, and money. Empowerment Strategies Coaching and Consulting takes that pain and turns it into a pleasant, stress-free, concierge-style experience for the busy entrepreneur. We do the work, and you get to make your choice from two or three top applicants. For you, there are no resumes, no time-consuming interviews, and no mistakes. Why choose us? Well, we use tools and assessments that recruiters don't use. We partner with our clients through the entire process, and we commit to stick with you until you have a top performer in the right seat doing the right work. We can also provide additional coaching to further ensure high performance within 90 days. Our clients love the partner relationship we develop with them and come back again and again as they grow, change, and add more top-performing people. To learn more about our unique service, go to EmpowermentStrategiesCoaching.com or call 425-254-0577. Do your walls have the doldrums? Why not fix that with some beautiful original artwork? Give your friends and family something to talk about, ponder, and enjoy. Lavish some beauty on them and yourself. You deserve it. Pamela Beer has helped countless clients find the inspirational piece to evoke just the right memory or feeling to their space. Art consultant Kathy says, Pam's artwork is uplifting, colorful, and highly imaginative, always providing enjoyment and hope to patients and staff in our many hospitals and clinics. Her sense of joy and her commitment to her sense of color and design just add extra enjoyment to everything she does. Thank you, Pam, for all the healing that your artwork gives to the world. To learn more, follow or message Pamela on Instagram at Pamela underscore K underscore beer or Facebook at Pamela K Beer Art. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Real Talk with Brian and Dan on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm Brian. And I'm Dan. Our next segment is called Stump the Broker. Yeah. That's where you, the listener, can call in and ask any real estate-related questions you may have. We posted earlier on this morning on Facebook, and we'll be answering your questions. You can call us now at 425-373-5527. So, Dan, I'll get the first question out of the way. Yep. I think I get asked this question almost daily. It's the most common question we get, and that is, hey, Brian, how's the market? So how's the market, Brian? Uh, the market has <laughs> never been better. It's never been a better time to buy a home. Yeah. So I had a broker uh, who, of course, was uh, negotiating on one of my listings yesterday you know, oh, it's a buyer's market. And it's like, what planet are you on? You're not on the third <laughs> rock, that's for sure. You know, um, it's really moving to a more balanced market. It's, right. it's a great time. I'm still getting excellent prices for my sellers, and I'm getting some nice values for buyers. I've had some contingencies lately that um, six months, a year ago, you never would have seen. You know, um, not getting mul- multiple offers on my listings. I'm typically getting one good one. And that's a win. So it's healthy. It's healthy. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of what I've been saying. Like people say, oh, it's good. You know, it's like, okay, if you went three years ago, it's like, it's outrageous. It's crazy. People, multiple yeah. offers. Yeah. So we're not in that outrageous, crazy spot. No, we're not we're, in a feeding frenzy for real estate. Yeah. We're in a good spot. We're in a healthy economy in the Northwest. A happy place. Happy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's definitely. a win for both. Yeah. And I think um, I pulled up a, a uh, article on Realtor uh, Magazine. And yeah. it, they were talking about this, the, the bright light in the current kind of 
forecast, right? And the, the title was Housing Market Forecast as Bright Spot in Worrisome Economy. Yeah. So um, the housing market is the underpinning of a mm-hmm. lot of our economy. It's going to show and reflect what's going on. But when, when people feel safe economically, they buy houses, buy right. homes. Yeah, and as Wes was saying, you know, we've got great rates. That's why people are refining right now. Yep. So affordability is high. Um, there's good selection out there. For a while, the big fear I had with my sellers was where are they going to buy? I knew I'd sell their home quickly. Yeah. But now we're able to balance that. So it's it's really a terrific time. Okay, so here's a good question. Yeah. Uh, is it safe to buy an old house? Shouldn't I just look at new homes or new construction? Boy, that depends, doesn't it? <laughs> that depends. Our, our CPA? Mike Markers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So what's your take? Well, my take on that is, uh, you know, there are new homes that are being built pretty quickly. Right. Uh, and there are old homes that were made with, you know, fantastic craftsman skills. So you can't really look at it and say, well, just because it's new, it's going to be a safe purchase. Right. And just because it's old doesn't mean it's going to fall down. So one thing about a new home is you can typically expect to not really have maintenance issues for a number of years, but every home requires maintenance. But I think, you know, uh, like an old home, finding one with good bones. There's a good structural, structurally sound home. And, of course, having a whole house inspection so you know what you're buying. But one of the things that, that gets me is I, I look at new construction, gosh, almost every day, and I see these homes built with uh, these, well, I don't know what's called technically, particle board, sitting yeah. in the rain. MDF. MDF, yeah. and then yeah. they get soaked. And I don't know if most people know this, but the builders, once that home is close to completion, they cook them. They turn all the lights on, turn the furnace up. Dry them out? For a week. Dry them yeah, out? Dry them out. Ugh. And, um, you know, and that's because they know that there's a lot of moisture in that house, and they got to drive that out of there. So, so whether you're buying a new home or you're buying an old home, the idea is get a good inspector to make sure that it is right. in good condition. Right. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize we recommend inspections on new construction as yep. well. Know what yep. you're buying. So we got time for one more. When buying a home, is sewer or septic better? Yeah, what do you yeah. think? Well, I like uh, um, sewer because you don't have the maintenance or a potential failure, but there's more homes in King County on septic than on sewer. Yeah. Uh, septic, you don't have the monthly bill to the uh, the utility company, but you have uh, maintenance about every three years to have it pumped and inspected. Well, here's the thing is um, they're building new homes with septic systems. Right. So it's not because it's an outdated uh, mode. And in Seattle, if your home is on sewer... You better get it sewer scoped because That's those right. lines are, are 100 That's years right. old. Yep. So, I mean, it, to that one, it's, it's um, again, it's, it's a quality of the product, not necessarily the system. But I had buyers that were like, we don't want to buy septic. That's like an old right. system. It's not. It's not. They function. They're great systems when they're maintained properly. Well, that's all the time we have for the Sum Up the Broker segment. If you have a question, feel free to submit it to us either on our Facebook page or our website. Um, You can also, if you do have a call and you need information about real estate, you can reach Brian or myself at our office phone number. It's 425-200-4093. And after the break, we'll have a few final thoughts and something fun to do this weekend. So join us right after this short break. Not sure if now is the right time to sell? Worried you missed the market? The Eastside Real Estate Team specializes in helping homeowners maximize their equity when selling. 
With our proven premier listing service, our clients have sold their homes for more money in less time than the competition. We know you have many choices when working with a real estate agent, but with the Eastside Real Estate Team, you get a team of highly qualified, experienced agents. From staging to deciding if your property is market ready for top dollar. If you're considering selling, call the Eastside Real Estate Team at 425-200-4093 or check out our website at theeastsiderealestateteam.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. All right, welcome back to Real Talk on 1150 KKNW. Uh, great stump the broke, uh, great stump the broker segment, huh, Brian? Yep. All right. So, final thoughts for you? Okay. Anything? You know, I'm th- sitting here. I'm thinking about uh, the new uh, rules coming out starting October 1st. Started today yesterday, or, or yesterday? Well, yesterday. Today's the second. Yeah. Um, about um, commission transparency. In the in the uh, past, historically, commissions were pretty much always paid by sellers. The seller lists the property, so the listing broker gets a portion of the commission, and that's shared with the uh, selling broker. And usually, it's not you know it's not talked about a lot. But starting uh, now, commissions are going to be disclosed to everybody, which is great. I mean, yeah. I have no problem with transparency. Yep. Um, but it gives sellers a choice as to what they'll pay. And you know, quite frankly, the system um, as it is works. The seller who's willing to pay for a buyer broker to bring a buyer is going to have probably more exposure than a seller who says, hey, I want to save the dough. Although, I mean, my take is I get paid my fee. I'll do all the work. I don't mind. Right. And I think it comes down to who represents who for what dollars, right? Right. right. And I, I think buyer agency is super important. You know, we have to make right. sure we Representation. maintain that integrity. So yep. if you've got questions about what that looks like, yeah. feel free to reach out to us. We'll be talking more Well, that's a good segment segments. for us yeah. to do. We'll, yeah. we'll expand on that. Yeah. So, uh, Dan, what do, you, what do you have for us? Okay. So fun stuff. Uh, this weekend, we have a Bachtoberfest. Bachtoberfest. Doesn't that sound cool? So oh, Pacific well. Music Works Underground. They blend Baroque music with drink, friends, and fun. Our uh, monthly matinee concerts at uh, Renaissance Showcase... Uh, some of the finest performances in Seattle and the Pacific Northwest and beyond. It looks like this is October 6th, uh, 3 to 5 p.m. at Renaissance at the Sonoma Towers in Bellevue. So if you want, uh, if you want to listen to Bach music, drink and, have, uh, drink and hang out with friends and have fun, check it out. Um, we hope to see you there. Tickets available on eventbrite.com. Eventbrite.com. Bachtoberfest. <laughs> so, Dan, that concludes our show for this week. I want to especially thank our guests, Pamela and Wes, for taking the time to speak with us. It was a great show. Thank you all for listening. And before we go, I found this quote about a home that I would like to share. The magic thing about a home is that it feels good to leave, and it feels even better to come back. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. See you next week.